0: 18 plus. All right. Here we go. It's great to have you in. We're absolutely packed today. Uh, super excited for this one. Uh, I usually do this after the Super Bowl, uh, where we do our live post Super Bowl mock draft. My, I needed another person, and perfect. I do it on a Friday. I have Matt Catarazzolo uh, here with me as well. Mike Guido here with you on Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. It is great to have you in. Matt, this is two month long Christmas for us. This is good stuff. I'm I'm really excited for this. It's so fun. Mock draft season is always a blast. It's always a blast. All right, before we get started, I do want to remind you that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American betting experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've teamed together uh, to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So, Here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. That's BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, wherever you are. Sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located on the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from American betting experts. That is American betting experts. Okay, Uh, so we're going to go through the entire first round. Alternating picks. This is a live mock draft. I'm sure you've seen them on TV before. I've done them a bunch on the air before. I think they're outrageously fun. Uh, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on stuff like this, so this is why I keep doing it. Um, so the way that we do this, Matt and I are alternating picks. Matt's going to have all the odd picks. I'm going to have all the evens. Um, so uh, therefore, Matt is going to get the number one overall pick. So here we go. Let's not waste any more time. There's no trades. Uh, and again, if Matt takes somebody at number one, I can't take him at number two. It's that this is simulating a live draft, a live NFL draft. So again, this is the first of, I'm sure a few that we're going to do between now and draft day. Again, the next two months is going to be flooded with NFL draft stuff. So here we go, Matt, you have the number one overall pick the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. Let me guess.
2: All right. To the shock of absolutely nobody that's paid even a morsel of amount of attention to football in the past couple of years, the Jacksonville Jaguars will select Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick in this year's upcoming draft. Uh, Not much to say about this one. Uh, It's a no brainer. He's the quintessential franchise quarterback. Uh, Another generational talent, the most exciting prospect at least quarterback wise in this entire draft. Uh, Urban Meyer is looking to make him the guy in Jacksonville for the next couple of years. There's really nothing else to say there. he's, He's as close to a perfect quarterback prospect as you can possibly imagine. Uh, you've seen everybody make comps to, you know, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, John Elway, all the other can't miss college quarterback prospects. So Lawrence to Jacksonville book it. It's going to happen.
0: Yeah. I, I I've been saying the same thing for two years now. Like Trevor Lawrence is without a doubt going to be the number one pick. It's not it's not a question about it. He's just going to be it. Um, I think he's gonna be a phenomenal NFL player. The only thing that is going to hold him back is if Jacksonville can't get their act together. If 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 Jacksonville can't get their act together around Trevor Lawrence, then his NFL career might be a little bit underwhelming. Um, but as far as the skill set is concerned, I think everything is there. He's got six foot six. I mean, it was released today, that he has 10-inch hands. So the guy's got Oven mitts. It's unbelievable. um And at his pro day today, he had his pro day today. I mean, he was throwing seventy yard bombs on the dime. It was beautiful. But everything that you questioned about his deep ball accuracy or anything like that was thrown out the window today. He was throwing great deep balls today. So, th- this is a generational talent. I don't disagree at all. So, Jacksonville takes Trevor Lawrence at number one, which gives me again, there are no trades. This gives me the New York Jets at number two. So I have been saying for a while, the Jets are not going to take a quarterback and they shouldn't take a quarterback because they have a quarterback. And I think that when you and I talked to Russell Baxter yesterday, Matt, he agreed. You don't give up on Sam Darnold, right? Give the new coaching staff a chance to know who he is. So that's what I think they're going to do. And the best part to support him is by getting him a an incredible wide receiver. The number two pick for the New York Jets will be Jamar Chase out of LSU. I think he's the best wide receiver in the class. I think that people forget about how good he was at LSU because he didn't play this season. Uh, great size. He's 6'1", 208. He's a fast as hell player. He is probably the best wide receiver I've seen in a long time at just going up and getting a 50-50 ball. He's an incredible route runner. He really is just an all-encompassing wide receiver. I don't see very many weaknesses with him. The only issue that people are saying is, is that, did Joe Burrow make him look better than what he actually was? But I think you can kind of throw that out the window because of how well Justin Jefferson played this year in the NFL. So to me, Jamar chase is the guy that's, if the jets don't trade the pick, and I think that they will, they'll find a trade for the pick. If the jets don't trade the pick, I think Jamar chase is the guy you go to. And the reason uh, before, before you put, uh, put in your input, Matt, the reason I didn't take Penny Sewell is because I think that if you're drafting a tackle that high, he has to play left tackle, right? Makai Becton is going to be their long-term left tackle. He's a stud. Penny, you're not drafting a right tackle at number two overall. Penny Sewell is going to be a phenomenal NFL player. You just can't draft a right tackle at number two overall. That's the only reason I didn't go there. So what do you think?
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, And and Russell Baxter uh, highlighted something pretty important yesterday is that, you know, Sam Darnold was not a Joe Douglas draft pick. He was not there with this coaching staff bringing in Sala and a complete overhaul of the coaching staff. Uh, I agree. You don't give up. That quickly, at least evaluate, do a fair assessment of the uh, talent you have currently on the roster. So I think jumping ship already, uh, especially for a quarterback, when they beat the Rams in the regular season, they kissed the number one pick goodbye. Uh, And Trevor Lawrence would be the only exception in this draft if they were to bail on Darnold and draft a quarterback. But to bail on Darnold to get a guy like Wilson or a guy like Fields, I don't see how they come in the NFL and immediately are better or how you feel more confident putting them in especially when Sam Darnold despite his struggles is now an experienced NFL starter He's going to be entering what his third year fourth year starting right fourth year yeah so I mean give give Sam Darnold a fair shot I think they they make some interesting moves this free agency they're second in the NFL and available cap yeah, so funny. yeah so even they draft Jamar Chase second overall they could even still go and sign a guy like Allen Robinson maybe even Kenny Galladay or Juju you know, one of those free agent wide receivers to really, really give Sam Darnold all the tools. He needs to succeed. So I'm I, I have no problems with that with that pick.
0: Keep this in mind. Okay, Jamar Chase as a sophomore, when the when LSU won the national championship, on uh, quite frankly, maybe the best college football team ever. Like that team was so good. Um seventeen hundred and eighty yards, and he caught twenty touchdowns. The dude was well, nineteen. The dude Justin did that at in- Jefferson. Broke rec broke rookie records in the NFL this past season, and Jamar Chase was better than him in college. And Jamar so Chase,
2: Jamar Chase was nineteen when
0: that I, happened. That's,
2: I, that's unreal.
0: Jamar like, and a lot of people are, are raving about Devonte Smith, right, and rightfully so. Devonte Smith had the best college season from a wide receiver since Desmond Howard, right? Like he he was unbelievable this year. I don't know if he's the best prospect in the draft. Jamar Chase, uh, Jamar Chase, I think, has more natural ability than him. But, okay, this is interesting. The Miami Dolphins at number three. You have options here, Matt. What do you got? So I'm
2: going to kind of take a page out of your logic with the Jets here. Uh, I don't understand really why there's so much speculation about the quarterback position in Miami. Miami has turned a corner in the past two years. I mean, in, in 2019, they were a bona fide tanking team. They go out and they get Tua, and they make the playoffs. They look like a they look like an extremely well rounded team. They made a lot of good moves. I love Brian Flores and the coaching staff. I think that what they have right now is poised for a lot of success in the future. Uh, so the fact that there's there's controversy surrounding the quarterback position to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Maybe they're not super confident in Tua, but again, is bailing on him the right decision? Same thing with the Jets. I don't think bailing on the quarterback this early is exactly fair. I don't think it really, really bodes well. I don't think it poses a lot of positives. So at the third overall pick, I have Tua Tungabailoa reuniting with his former college teammate, Devontae Smith, at the third overall pick. This is him winning the Heisman Award coupled, Heisman Trophy coupled with his 2020 season, is going has already caused his draft stock to skyrocket. So now that Devontae Smith is about to be drafted, there's going to be a lot of people looking for explosive offensive talent in this draft in the first round, particularly. So I, I don't think it's a, it's definitely not a surprise. He goes in the top 10 and I have him here going in the top five, which I also think is not a far shot at all. What do you think?
0: Yeah. Two wide receivers in the top three is pretty bold. That oh, usually, no. that usually doesn't happen, but in a, in a, in a draft like this, I think it could. Um, and especially under the circumstances, again, like Tua. Tua and Devontae Smith had a special connection at Alabama, and that's not a question about it. And Devontae Smith was overshadowed by Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy the year before. So it really, we really got to see, you know, what kind of player he was, uh, this past season. Anyway, 117 catches this year at Alabama, uh, almost 1900 yards receiving. He caught 23 touchdowns this year. Devontae Smith. I, I, he was unbelievable this year as a wide receiver um and truthfully, the one thing that I've thought about the Miami Dolphins is that their defense and their coaching staff, which is the focus of their team were exceptional last year okay just because they didn't make the playoffs doesn't mean that they weren't a good football team. Miami was a really solid football team last year They they one of the best defenses in the league I, again, you can make I, I would make the argument that Brian Flores, could have been coach of the year. He was unbelievable. And I the biggest thing for me is that they don't have enough perimeter weapons. They don't have enough offensive playmakers. I and think
2: a lot of them a lot of them didn't stay healthy last year.
0: Right, exactly. Uh, Devontae Parker kind of regressed a little bit. Uh they they had no semblance of a running game. They had nobody running the football until Miles, you know, Miles Gaskin burst onto the scene for, you know, a little bit, but that's really it. So this is this is pretty easy for me. Devontae so give him another weapon. And he's again Devontae Smith, he's gonna go in the top ten. That, I, I can't see a situation where he doesn't go in the top ten. He's too good. He's just too good. So all right. That gives me the Atlanta Falcons at number four. Uh Trevor Lawrence uh goes to the Jags at one. Jamar Chase to the Jets at two. Uh Devontae Smith to the Miami Dolphins at three. Now look, um, I still think Matt Ryan has some stuff left. I do. I like, I still think Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. I, you know, I, am I, am I a huge fan of them taking a quarterback in the top five? No, I'm not. But for the sake of this, I am going to take one. I'm going to take Zach Wilson at a BYU for the Atlanta Falcons. Here's why. Okay. I think Zach Wilson is very developmental. I, I like, Zach Wilson to me is not plug and play. He's got a thin frame. I, I mean, Matt, you watched him at B, uh, BYU last year. He is thin as a rail. Okay, he's th- doesn't have an NFL body. He's got a great skill set. I think his arm talent is fantastic. Um, you know, as far as mobility is concerned, it's there. He's not small. He's six foot three. But that's the problem: is that Zach Wilson looks smaller than he actually is. You know what I mean? He's like a Like, I would say he's a little bit like a more mobile, maybe a little bit more arm-talented, like Tony Romo-like player. And I think that that's, look, that's deserving of a top-five pick. The thing is, though, is that you're going to need to develop him for that. Matt Ryan's a great NFL quarterback who I think has uh, more than a successful NFL career. And he's a great locker room guy. Yeah. I don't think this is, you could play Matt Ryan for two more seasons and still have Zach Wilson. You know, this is like a, you know, a, maybe not the same as like a Jordan Love Packer pick, but this is, you know, pretty close. You The Falcons can take a quarterback here, develop them, because like if you're the Falcons, you got to think about this. If Zach Wilson, if you love Zach Wilson, take him because you're not winning a Super Bowl with this regime. You're just not. So. I think Zach Wilson probably for the sake of this again, <laughs> because I love Matt Ryan, but for the sake of this, I'll take Zach Wilson.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I like um, I like the the selection of a quarterback. Uh, listen since since the collapse in the Super Bowl, Atlanta has really never recovered. I mean to have one of the one of the more productive quarterbacks of this generation and Matt Ryan, uh, one of the greatest wide receivers of all time and Julio Jones. Uh, a young, very good wide receiver opposite him in Calvin Ridley. This offense really should not have a lot of problems, but they never seem to be even competitive in, in, in recent memory. So I like the selection of a quarterback. Uh, I like the Arthur Smith head coaching hire. It seems that they're going to want to eventually breathe the air apparent to Matt Ryan. And yeah, I don't think right now is a bad time to select one. Right. If, if you're Arthur Smith and the, and the new Falcons regime, you're going to want... This is a stacked quarterback class. And I think that if you want to select one now, that's totally fine. But you said it exactly right. I 100% agree. You don't have to play him right away. You have to play him right away. Have him learn. Have him learn from Matt Ryan, a seasoned veteran, a former MVP. He's been to a Super Bowl. You know, have him learn. Have him develop. It will only help him, you know? So right. I think I think it's, it's, it's a safe pick. I think it's the right pick. And quite frankly, I think it's what they are going to do
0: uh, in April. So I like it. That's a good pick. All right, so Zach Wilson goes number four to the Falcons. That gives you the Bengals at number five, Matt. Okay, so uh,
2: this is kind of like, aside from the Jaguars picking number one uh, at Lawrence, I think this is the second most obvious pick in the draft, Uh, one that really does not take a lot of thinking at all. Uh, I think that the Cincinnati Bengals at number five, if available, should select Penny Sewell, the tackle out of Oregon. Now, our worst fear for Joe Burrow Already came true. It already happened. You put Joe... Bur- Last year when everyone was talking about Joe Burrow ending up in Cincinnati, it was it was a given, much like Lawrence to the Jaguars. Why? Because he was the number one quarterback coming off a sensational season. He's going to be the number one overall pick, and he ended up going to Cincinnati. He looked very good. I he, he exceeded my expectations in the time he played. And then what happened? He went down with a season-ending injury because he couldn't be protected. So that was the worst fear coming out of college for Joe Burrow going to Cincinnati and it already happened. So what is Cincinnati's main priority now? Do not let that happen again. Give Joe Burrow as much protection as he needs. Give him a clean pocket. He has nice outside weapons. T Higgins looked like a really nice wide receiver. You still have Nixon in the backfield. Uh, AJ Green's a free agent, but we'll we'll see what happens. Tyler Boyd, you know, there there's talent on that roster offensively. So, what they need to do, they have they have placed their future in the hands of Joe Burrow. Rightfully so. I think Joe Burrow is going to be a nice player for for them. I think Joe Burrow is going to be a nice player. So I think putting Penny Sewell opposite Jonah Williams gives him a really nice uh, tackle tandem for probably the majority of his career. Again, barring injury, barring anything devastating happens. So I think Cincinnati selecting Penny Sewell is a smart, safe decision to protect their franchise quarterback.
0: Yeah, I agree. Look, Penny Sewell is the best tackle in this year's class. I don't don't think that there's any question about it. Dude's a monster. Um, He's going to be real good. He is going to be really good. And and that's, again, that's why I think they need to play him at left tackle. Right? The the one thing I loved about Jonah Williams when he came out of college was that he's versatile. You can move him to guard. You can move him to right tackle. you You can do anything you want with him, really. Penny Sewell, I think you have to play him at left tackle. He's a special talent. So, I agree. If if last season did not scare the living daylights out of the Cincinnati Bengals when Joe Burrow went down with that season-ending injury, I don't know what will. They, they are going to pick an offensive lineman out of pure fear this year. Like, they, okay, we're not letting that happen again. So, Penny Sewell, I think, is without a doubt the pick here. All right, so that's the top five. Trevor Lawrence, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Zach Wilson, and Penny Sewell. That's what we have for the top five. Uh, We move on to number six. This gives me the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, a lot of things they can do here. A lot of things they can do here. Uh, Carson Wentz is out the door. I think Carson Wentz is going to get traded. It's only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. Uh, So, I don't think that they're going to take quarterback. I think they're going to roll with Jalen Hurts. But they really need Jalen Hurts to work like in order to try to make Nick Sirianni look good in order to make Howie Roseman look good. Like we made the right choice by getting rid of Carson Wentz and rolling with Jalen Hurts. We made the right decision by benching Carson Wentz last year for Jalen Hurts. The one thing they have to do is they have to get more weapons. It is ridiculous how old and they drafted a wide receiver in last year's draft too. They drafted Jalen Rager in the first round and I got to be honest with you that wide receiver course still look looked old. Jalen Rager was hurt for most of the season. Okay. Deshaun Jackson was hurt for most of the season. Alshon Jeffrey at this point is washed like there's just there's nothing left. Jalen Waddle is the pick here and again three wide receivers in the top six sounds nuts, but in reality, the NFL is moving more towards of, uh, towards of the, the league that's that needs offensive weapons. Okay. They, you need perimeter playmakers. The Dallas Cowboys have like, they didn't need CD lamb last year, but they did it anyway, because look, (laughs) Dak Prescott's going to have a field day with a bunch of these guys. Okay. For the If you're the Eagles, you have to make sure that he looks good and that he works. And Jalen Waddle again, th- I know you're a huge fan of his, Matt. I mean, he could be a special wide receiver. There's no question about that. He's got a big body. He's fast. He's got good hands.
2: Another guy who is very overlooked, I th- believe.
0: Right, right, exactly. Just another one of those Alabama wide receivers that just, you know, before this past year could never see the field. And he got hurt a little bit this year. So I think that uh, the Eagles – they could go in a bunch of different directions. They could go defense here. Maybe Micah Parsons. They could use a linebacker. Uh, but I, they got to get perimeter playmakers. They got to get guys that sell tickets. They Jalen Waddell is, I think, the the option here. They got to make Jalen. They got to make Jalen Hurts look good. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah, I, I agree there. I, I think, and it pains me to say it. You know, uh, being a Giant fan, I don't like the Eagles getting another dynamic playmaker. But yeah, listen, they they've put their cards on the table they it's public now that Carson Wentz is going to get moved uh the only question is where and for what so I think Jalen Hurts rolling putting him with Waddle opposite Rager who hopefully stays healthy hopefully that offensive line for them can actually play a full play maybe one game all healthy because I don't know they use the most different offensive line combinations in a single season in NFL history in 2020 so they need to get that together They still have Miles Sanders, a great pass-catching running back. So I think Philadelphia can turn it around. Do I think they will? I I don't know. I would, I would think to say no. It all
0: depends on. It all depends on. It's
2: it's so dependent on so many things. A new coaching staff. They they jettisoned their franchise quarterback. I don't know. I, I don't think if you're an Eagle fan, you should be very excited about this season. But who knows? Maybe they'll make me eat my words. I don't know, but uh, uh Waddle I think is a good pick. I think whoever chooses Waddle is going to get a dynamic, versatile playmaker who is gonna show you why he deserved to be in the top wide receiver conversation uh for this year's draft. Okay. So
0: Lions at seven.
2: That kind of sucks because I had Waddle to the Lions at seven, so I gotta do some course correcting here. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My backup my backup option for them was Micah Parsons out of Penn State. Now what I think uh, Detroit needs to do, they have Dan Campbell coming in, who is a who has a defensive background. Uh, Detroit has, here's where Detroit worries me. Detroit has all of their almost all of their offensive weapons leaving in free agency. Galladay, Jones, Amendola, they're all free agents, so they're they're going to be slow on offense. I think at least this year, they traded for Jared Goff, but they got a haul for him back. So I think they're going to use the future to kind of bolster that offense. I think now they're going to assess their options with the current roster that they have. So I think going defense here, especially with a defensive minded head coach, uh, they I know they selected defensively last year in the first round with taking Okuda, I think what was a third overall. Yeah. So I think pairing Parsons in the middle uh, they took a linebacker. They took Jared Davis a few years ago, who hasn't really panned out. Has not looked like anything special. Parsons, uh is has a special potential uh, out of Penn State. The guy's long, lanky, can do a lot. Great in pass coverage. So I think Micah Parsons to Detroit. Not my first choice, but I if I saw it happen, I wouldn't be surprised at all. So I Parsons going to Detroit at seven.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I I think that well, Micah Parsons could very well easily be the best defensive player in this draft. Right. So I don't think that there's going to be some regret with this. you know, you could see an identity, uh, a full blown identity shift with Dan Campbell as their head coach. He's a defensive minded guy, right? They, he said, look, he likes biting kneecaps. So Micah Parsons is a guy that bites kneecaps. Uh, seriously, this guy tackles. This is this is a you know a physical player that I think the Lions uh, – like, he could – there's, like, mixed reports about him. He could transcend a defense. He could change a defense. I'm not kidding. Like, he's real – I think he's that good of a player. Um, So, I I think that Micah Parsons is a really solid pick here. And, again, you know – If if Jalen Waddle's available, or if one of these other wide receivers are available, then maybe they go that route. I don't believe that they should go quarterback because again, I'm a bigger fan of Jared Goff than most people are. Mm -hmm. Okay, but I'll be honest with you, Micah Parsons would not be even close to a bad pick. Yeah, I wouldn't hate that even a little bit. All right, number eight, you got the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers at number Mm -hmm. eight. This one's pretty easy for me. I'm going to take Justin Fields out of Ohio State. Uh, Look, they need a quarterback. I don't even think you need to start him right, right away. Teddy Bridgewater is not going to kill you, um, so give Justin Fields a chance to develop. Maybe you know polish off some accuracy. I, I think Matt Rule is going to have a blast with him at quarterback. I, to me, this is really simple. Justin Fields goes to Carolina at eight.
2: Yeah, Justin Fields is, is a guy that has a real high ceiling. A lot of people uh, can recognize the potential he has, but also a ton of questions. Uh, I think him with Matt Rule would be really fun. I think him with him with Matt Rule in an offense with Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore. Uh, I think that could be a real dynamic offense if they get their guy and develop him uh, to get him to a successful point in his career. So I think that's a, a really good pick. I, I agree. I had uh, Trey Lance originally going there, but as of right now, that will have to change. So, yeah, good good. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, a good pick. Carolina gets their franchise quarterback at number
0: eight. Okay. You have the Denver Broncos at number nine. This is an interesting one because I I don't think Drew Locke is the answer, but they may not go quarterback. Who know what do you think?
2: Yeah, uh I don't think they go quarterback either, and I'll tell you why. So uh they have AJ Boye leaving. Uh they, they released him, actually, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, Boye's they, good. Done. They
2: released AJ Boya, who had just a terrible 2020 season. Had zero interceptions. Had a career high and missed tackle rate. Uh, and coming off a PED suspension, so that was a real a real whiff for them. After he had a stellar tenure in Jacksonville opposite Jalen Ramsey when they went to the AFC Championship game during that magical 2017 season. So uh, yeah. they're going to be they're going to be hurting in the secondary. Um, I know they're going to have to work out a contract with Justin Simmons uh, in their safety position. So I think what they want to do is lock down a good cornerback. So I have them selecting Caleb Farley out of Virginia tech. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have him before Sertain. Uh, I've watched a lot of film on both of them and I think Sertain has a lot of good, uh, physical traits, uh, you know, length, quickness, fluidity, athleticism. He's got a lot of good things to be excited about. Uh, in my opinion, I don't think Farley nor Sertain is necessarily better than one or the other. I think there are two pretty interchangeable corners. Uh, two dynamic, versatile corners that could bolster any secondary. So, uh, if they took Sertan or Farley, I wouldn't really be surprised. I just have Farley as my my CB one in this class. What do you yeah.
0: think? Caleb Farley is. Uh, you could argue that Caleb Farley has more upside than Sertan, only because Caleb Farley's newer to the position, yeah. right? Like Caleb Farley is already a top, you know, fifteen draft pick, and he started playing corner a few years ago. Like yeah. it, it, you know, he was. You know, he wasn't even a defensive player a few years So, Caleb Farley, I think, could have a lot of upside here. Uh, I don't disagree with it. Again, I, when you're a team like Denver, you know, I, I, they definitely need defensive help. They need, you know, it's, I think it might be a little bit too early to take uh, Jeremiah at, uh in the top 10. You know, I, corner you got Sertan and Farley you have options there there isn't a premier edge rusher in the class you don't know what's going on with Von Miller so you know they're they're gonna have needs all over the defense this is you know part of filling that
2: Bradley Chubbs Uh, had Bradley Chubbs had
0: injuries right right and again Justin Simmons might leave in free agency Mm -hmm. you know people like Shelby Harris you got to make sure you bring back and like they they have questions here. I think offensively they're set. They they insert a quarterback. I think they're set there. Yeah. Just defensively, they gotta start making uh they have to start making noise there. All right. So Caleb Farley goes to the Broncos at nine. Uh that takes away a selection from the Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys at number 10. Um, now here's the thing. The Cowboys, in my opinion, if this is the way the ball bo- the board falls, have three potential picks here. They have they have a choice between three. Kyle Pitts. Patrick Sertan and Ray Sean Slater, the offensive lineman out of Northwestern. So here's the thing. If you're taking Sean Slater, you're moving on from Tyron Smith. Right. I don't think that they're ready to do that. I don't think they're ready to do that. I whether I think that they will, I don't get. I, I don't think that they are ready to move on from a Pro Bowl left tackle like Tyron Smith, regardless of the fact that he never, that he's never on the field. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna do that. Um, Kyle Pitts is, I think the best player on the board, but they drafted CD lamb, who was a, a surplus pick last year. They don't necessarily need another offensive weapon, right there. I'm not in love with who they have at the tight end position, but it, you got three superstar wide receivers. You know, I, I'm not sure if adding another offensive weapon is all that productive. I hate to say it, but I'm going to take Patrick Sertan. And, again, it's part of this is because the cornerback – it's not that the cornerback position is weak in Dallas. It's that it's barren. Okay? There's nobody – Cheetah Awuzie is a free agent. Jordan Lewis is a free agent. Okay? You're starting next year with Trayvon Diggs and Anthony Brown at corner. Okay? They just have to get another body. And, again, Patrick Sertan – I mean – he might be a top 10 player in the class. He might be, you know, so he might be a really solid corner in the NFL and having digs and Sertan could be pretty dangerous. I, I actually like that a lot. And we all know this, the cowboy defense last year was atrocious. So filling a need there, I think helps uh, at least a little bit. You know, again, I don't love, it's not a, to me, it's not a sexy pick for the Cowboys, but it may be again at this point, in you know, in the draft, with how the board has fallen, this might be their best option.
2: Yeah, I think the Cowboys have enough sexy on offense to to <laughs> at least be productive. There are no uh, Kyle Pitts. So yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, if they if they do make this selection defensively, that's the smart pick. You put him opposite Trayvon Diggs. You got an Alabama. You got two Alabama alumni uh, quarterback tandem. Draymond
0: Diggs was good last year. Draymond
2: Diggs was good. He was he was the best part about the Dallas secondary last year. Um, maybe they'll figure. I don't know what ha- the the linebacking core of Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch regressed heavily. There's really no quarterback pressure, so Dallas needs to look defensively if they wanna if they want to produce. They'll get they'll most likely get Dak Prescott back. I don't think he's leaving, so I think they'll most likely get Dak Prescott back. He'll have the offense getting back to where it needs to be. Certain will bolster the defense I think that's a good pick. that's where I had him as well.
0: All right before we move on past the top 10 uh, let me remind you don't forget to take advantage of our special gaming offers from American betting experts. go to landryfootball.com that is landryfootball.com click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. you sign up, instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from a hundred bucks to a thousand bucks. let me repeat that 100 bucks to a thousand bucks an account deposit match, or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Thanks to our sponsor, American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. Okay. Um, Matt, we're halfway through with the show already. We still got 22 picks to go. So let's motor through this. Yeah. Um, all right. So you have the New York Giants. Your New York Giants at number 11. I'm going to take a wild guess on <laughs> who you're taking here.
2: All right. So uh, real quick, actually, can we round out the top 10? Just really yeah. quick to fire them off.
0: Yes, yeah. Okay, so Trevor Lawrence goes to Jacksonville at one. That's a Mm no-brainer. Mark Chase to the Jets at two. Devontae Smith to the Dolphins at three. Zach Wilson goes to the Falcons at four. Cincinnati takes Penny Sewell at number five. Uh, Jalen Waddell, wide receiver at Alabama, goes to Philadelphia at six. Micah Parsons goes to Detroit at number seven. Uh, Justin Fields goes to Carolina at number eight. Uh, Caleb Farley, the corner out of Virginia Tech, goes to Denver at nine. And Patrick Sertan, the corner from Alabama, goes to the Dallas Cowboys to round out the top 10.
2: Okay, cool. So, now, yes, my New York Giants are on the board at number 11. See, the difference between the, the previous pick and this pick was that Dallas has enough sexy on offense, but nothing on defense. Okay? Sure. The Giants have a ton of sexy on the defense. Right with, with James Bradbury, Leonard Williams was a stud this season. They got great run-stuffing, D-tackles, Blake Martinez in the middle. A lot of young talent in the secondary with Xavier McKinney, Darnay Holmes, uh, Julian Love, guys like that. I, I'm comfortable with where the defense is right now, and they should be too. Patrick Graham was a, did a phenomenal job developing that group. Uh, so they, they're going to have some contract disputes as seeing whether they can extend Tomlinson or Leonard Williams. So we'll see what happens with that. But I'm perfectly fine with how the defense is now. The offense, on the other hand, was slow and it was stale. It was just not productive. It wasn't good. It was not good either. They were 31st in total offense, okay? It was awful. You can blame that on Daniel Jones. You can blame that on Jason Garrett's play calling. You can blame that on Saquon Barkley missing the year. You can blame it on anything you want. But I think what the Giants really need to address is their staggering lack of playmakers, especially on the outside. So uh, listen, they got lucky with Darius Slayton in the fifth round last year. He looked like to be the steal of the draft. Uh, Saquon Barkley has unlimited potential. He could be the best running back in the league when healthy. The problem is that he hasn't managed to do that very much since he came into the league in 2018. The offensive line has been shaping up. Uh, Andrew Thomas played really well towards the end of the season. So the only question mark left is Daniel Jones, a franchise caliber quarterback. It's still... I think he's, he's dealt with a lot more than most quarterbacks have had to deal with with shoddy offensive lines, several coaching changes. So I'm going to cut right to the chase after that whole soliloquy right there. The Giants at number 11 will select tight end from Florida, Kyle Pitts. Now, before people get angry and say, oh, they had Evan Ingram, why do they need a tight end? You obviously have not seen Evan Ingram play football, and you obviously have not seen Kyle Pitts play football. They are not in the same conversation. No, Kyle Pitts has, I think he can, he has a Darren Waller type ceiling, but that might be under, that might be underselling him. Kyle Pitts is fantastic. He's my favorite prospect in this draft. And no, it's not a coincidence. I have him mocked to my favorite team, but I think giving Daniel Jones a weapon like Kyle Pitts, that will do so many things that will open up more opportunities for him to throw less turnovers that will put another player that will distract defenses that can open up more opportunities for Saquon Barkley, which is who they should center their offense around. And that will just that will give Daniel Jones a confident weapon to throw more 50-50 balls, take more shots down the field. He's a great blocker. Kyle Pitts is the answer here cuz he solves multiple issues on that offense. Kyle Pitts to the Giants at number
0: 11. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be ridiculous. I just there's nothing more to say, like, he, he's I, – I don't even classify him as a tight end just because I think he's – like, the guy's just good. Like, he's just an offensive machine. He, he really is. I think he made Kyle Trask look a lot better than he actually is. I agree. Uh, so, Kyle Pitts to the Giants at 11. I think that's pretty uh, pretty simple to understand there. He's going right. real good. He's the San good Francisco kid. 49ers at number 12. This is kind of hard for me because, again – They, I think they would have taken whoever was left of Sertan and Farley. They really need a corner. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to take the thing that I think they need more, or maybe not more, but they need it uh, at least the next biggest thing that they need, which is more of an interior offensive lineman. Uh, Niner fans are not going to like this because this is not sexy at all. I'm going to take Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. Now, again, big guy, 6'4", 300 pounds. What you're getting here. Is a safe, reliable, definite starter for a long time at guard. That's what you're getting. Okay. You need to find a way. If I don't think you should take a court. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is good enough right now. And honestly, if if you're taking Trey Lance, you're going to need to develop him. So I don't think that that's the route to go in. If you want Jimmy Garoppolo to stay on the field, you got to protect him a little bit better. Okay. I think you're good at tackle. I do try to beef up that interior offensive line. You're a power running team in the first place. This should help get back, get you back on track, controlling the clock, all of that stuff. I think Elijah Vera Tucker, it might not be a sexy pick, but I think it's a good pick here.
2: Yeah, I agree. They're, uh, uh, Trent Williams uh, is going to be a free agent soon, so I think they're going to have to do what they need to do to protect uh, Jimmy Garoppolo because he has been banged up very much as of recent, uh, if he even is their starting quarterback next year, we'll see. Right. But yeah, I think, uh, a good pick.
0: Okay. Right. So yeah, the Chargers at 13.
2: Okay. I like this. Uh, I like this selection a lot. Uh, I think this is a good spot for the Chargers to be in. Uh, they got a lot of dudes that, uh, the contract's going to be up, like Hunter Henry. Uh, listen, they found a diamond in Justin Herbert, offensive rookie of the year. The dude's going to be a stud for a long time. Uh, they have a lot of guys coming back healthy next year. Uh, Derwin James should be back in the secondary. Uh, so they're going to do what any smart team who has a good franchise quarterback should do and draft an offensive lineman to protect him. This is where I have Rashawn Slater from Northwestern going, protecting Justin Herbert and giving Tom Telesco the comfort in knowing that his franchise quarterback is going to be protected for
0: his career. Yeah, I'm, I'm big into that too. And if Rashawn Slater falls all the way to 13, for the Chargers, I think they would be really, really thrilled because again, they just—that's I think their biggest weakness. They need tackles, they need guys on the outside, and protecting Justin Herbert should be priority number one. That's simple to me. And Mike Pouncey just—Mike Pouncey just announces retirement this morning. Correct. So you're gonna need help now. You need offensive linemen even more. Mm-hmm. All right, the Minnesota Vikings at number fourteen. A little bit of a disappointing season for them. Uh, look, I'm gonna go in the same direction. I'm gonna say offensive line here. I'm gonna take Christian Darisaw out of Virginia Tech. Um, look, this is three straight offensive linemen. saw is a little bit more of a tackle. 6'5", uh, 3'14". He's an absolute monster, this guy. He's huge. Yeah. Okay. He looks bigger than 6'5", 3'14". He's just an absolute monster. Okay, He has the same quality as Makai Becton did last year, where, if anything, he's just not going to get pushed around. He just won't be. I yeah. think he's a. he might not be a bookend tackle, but even if you move him inside to guard... I think you can work with that versatile offensive lineman, protect Kirk cousins, open up the running lanes for Dalvin cook even more. I think this is, this is a no brainer here.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think they're going to have to, they're, they're definitely going to have to bolster that offensive line. It's good. I love Darius. All the dudes a physical specimen. I think he's going to be, he's going to be real
0: good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Patriots at 15. This is interesting. This is interesting. A
2: bunch of different directions. They can go. They had a putrid offense last year. Uh, it's amazing that Bill Belichick was able to get five wins out of that team. I'm surprised they didn't have three or fewer. Uh, Cam Newton was the worst quarterback in football. They have probably the slowest weapons, uh, in the NFL, uh, a league high in opt-outs, by the way, not a, not a thing. Many people talk about A League high amount of players opting out. So they get a lot of dudes coming back next year, Deontay Hightower, guys like that. So, um, but you know, it's the elephant in the room. They they need a quarterback. Okay. Uh, if they wanted to to start Jared Siddham, they would have started him. Uh, Over Brian Hoyer in that game this year, they did not do that. Uh, Cam Newton's not the long-term answer. So uh, this is where I have Trey Lance being selected, number 15 to the Patriots. Uh, And I think that he is going to be their next franchise quarterback to fill the shoes of Tom Brady. What do you think?
0: I am way higher on Trey Lance than most people. I think if Trey Lance could figure out exactly how accurate he can be, if he can improve at least a little bit of his accuracy consistently, I think that this kid's going to be ridiculous. He's he reminds me of a faster Russell Wilson. If he gets a little bit more accurate, yeah. I, I gen, like he's. Big, I mean, he's bigger than Russell Wilson, but dude, have you ever seen how athletic this kid is?
2: He's a super high ceiling. I mean, oh he's, my he's, god, dude!
0: With I, I, with, I, with, I
2: think, with with Belichick and McDaniel's, I think that would
0: be something. It would be something. But again, this is another pro. Uh, this is the thing with Trey Lance. Trey Lance is not going to be able to start in year one. I would be shocked if he sees the field in year one.
2: He's very raw. I will say
0: that he needs at least a season's worth of development. Mm -hmm. Okay, you got to get him And You got to get him reps in practice. You have to get him used to seeing NFL defenses. Just let him see it before you throw him into the fire. Yeah, Uh, but I agree. Patriots need a quarterback. They had the worst quarterback situation in the league last year. So, Patriots are fifteen. Take Trey Lance. All right, number 16. We're halfway through. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals at number 16. Ugh. This is where the, the draft gets a little bit harder. I'm going to take who I think is the hidden gem of this class. I'm going to take Gregory Rousseau, the edge rusher out of Miami. 6'5", 260 pounds, didn't play this season. I'm going to I'm going to narrow it down to this. I think if he played this year, we're having a much different conversation about him. I think if he plays this year, he's no doubt a top ten pick. The naturally gifted, had a bomb season last year. Uh, Gregory Rousseau, I think, could be a stud in the NFL. It's just again, he didn't play this year, so I think we're a little, you know, we've kind of forgot how good he is.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think he's kind of like the Jamar chase. he's kind of the Jamar Chase Devonte Smith thing because of the opt out in twenty twenty. We kind of forget how how good this kid really can be. I mean, last time he played a full season, he was second in college football only in sacks, only to Chase Young. So this kid yeah. can be really good. This kid can be really good if he if he gets developed by the right coaching staff and uh, goes to the right destination. I I I'm gonna I'm very excited to see what this kid
0: is able to do in the NFL. All right, so let's recap. The we're we're through the first half of the first round. Lawrence goes to the uh, to the Jags at one. Jamar Chase to the Jets at two. Devontae Smith to the Dolphins at three. Uh, Zach Wilson goes to Atlanta at four. Cincinnati takes Penny Sewell at five. Jalen Waddle to the Eagles at six. Micah Parsons to the Lions at seven. Justin Fields to the Panthers at eight. Denver takes Caleb Farley at nine. The the Cowboys take Patrick Sertan at 10. The New York Giants take Kyle Pitts at 11. (laughs) Elijah Vera Tucker goes to the 49ers at 12. Rayshon Slater to the Chargers at 13. Christian Darasaw, the uh, offensive tackle, goes to the Vikings at 14. Trey Lance out of North Dakota State goes to the Patriots at 15. And then Gregory Rousseau, the edge rusher out of Miami, goes to the Cardinals at 16. All right, Matt, you got the Oakland, uh, sorry, Las Vegas Raiders at seventeen.
2: All right, uh, I originally had Micah Parsons mocked to them at 17, but in all reality, I don't even think Micah Parsons slides that far. I don't know if he gets out of the top 15. Uh, but for the sake of our simulated mock, I have Quiddy Pay, the edge rusher from Michigan, going to uh, Las Vegas. Now, adding another edge rusher like Quiddy Pay to that defensive front, that defensive front is now Max Crosby, Cleveland Farrell, uh, Corey Littleton in the middle, and now you get Quitty Pay on the edge. That's a scary front. That is a very scary defensive front that's going to have to get yep. pressure uh, on quarterbacks. Again, they're in the same division. There's a lot of good quarterbacks, so they're going to have to create some pressure. So I think uh, John Gruden gets uh, another guy to create some pressure on the opposing offense.
0: Yeah, I I certainly don't hate it. If I listen, if I were Oakland, I might've taken a corner just because they were so terrible in pass defense last year, but being able to create pressure helps that. So I'm all in. I Pay. There are a lot of people that like Quiddy pay a lot. So uh, this is not a bad uh, spot for the Raiders. All right. The Dolphins at 18, you picked Devontae Smith at three earlier. Um, I have him again at 18 here. So Here's the thing. I know a lot of people are taking a running back in this spot for them. Uh, they're taking Travis Etienne or Najee Harris or somebody like that. I had Najee Harris. I'm going to go different direction. Offensive line. I'm going to take Samuel Cosme out of Texas. Now again, uh, six foot seven, three hundred pounds. They drafted Austin Jackson last year in the same spot. Bookend tackles. Okay. Samuel Cosme and Austin Jackson, you got to protect Tua. Listen, if I'm the Dolphins, I prioritize offense in this draft, okay? Whether it's skill position, whether it's protection, whatever. You got to make sure Tua is protected and he looks good, okay? So Samuel Cosme out of Texas goes to the Dolphins at 18.
2: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree, and and I was thinking the same thing. With their two first-round selections last year, they went quarterback-tackle, so if they went wide receiver-tackle, that is a drastic offensive upgrade for in in just the last two drafts alone. So, yeah, I think it's a smart decision. Uh, I like it a lot.
0: All right, you got the Washington football team at number 19. This is the first of the playoff teams that we're seeing.
2: Okay, so uh, Washington football team uh, did, I think, a lot better Last year, under Ron Rivera, the guy did. A, a, Ron Rivera was another candidate I think that should have gotten heavy consideration for Coach of the Year. Yes, uh, their defense looked real solid, uh, real solid, especially down the stretch. Uh, they had a real carousel of starting quarterbacks uh, last year. You know, they, releasing Dwayne Haskins, him being picked up by Pittsburgh, uh, Alex Smith making a miraculous comeback after that nasty after that nasty leg injury. Hey, you know, and then we saw uh, Taylor Heineke do what he did, and that earned him, you know, a contract. So maybe they'll roll with him. I don't know. I feel like he's a short-term answer, uh, but maybe he'll he'll prove himself and he'll he'll get himself an extension. But for right now, I think what they are gonna do, I have quarterback Mac Jones
0: being selected at 19 to the Washington wow. football team. Wow, Mac Jones going to Washington. Okay, all right. So that's five quarterbacks for us in the top 20. Uh, all right, uh, look. Uh, Maybe you get better stuff out of Mac Jones than I see. Uh, maybe maybe you do. I I don't uh, like. I don't know if he's a first round pick. That's the only thing that I'm I'm worried about here. It could be a solid NFL player. I don't know if he's a first round pick, but they dev look. They they want a quarterback. They 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 need to. They they want to move on a quarterback. They do. Um, so all right, uh, Chicago at twenty. They could use a quarterback too. I have a feeling they're going to trade for Carson Wentz, and that this pick is going to go to the Eagles, but. Again, for the sake of this, uh, let's pretend like they still have this pick. Uh, God, I'm getting real boring here with all these offensive linemen. I'm going to take another offensive lineman here uh, for the Chicago Bears. I'm going to take somebody who I like a little bit more than uh, most people. I'm going to take Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama Um, because I think he's versatile. I think you can put him at guard. You can put him at tackle. You can move him around. I think he's more underrated than people think. He's been a starter at Alabama for years. I think he's a real solid pick here, Alex Leatherwood.
2: Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad about that at all. I think offensive line is is a priority. And I do think that they're gonna make a huge change, uh, whether it's a free agent signing or trading for Carson Wentz in the in the coming weeks. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. All right.
0: Indianapolis at 21, Matt.
2: Okay. There's another team that I think is a potential destination for Carson Wentz. So given they end up with a quarterback or they figure out the quarterback situation, uh, I think they have very few holes. Very few holes that they need to fill. Uh, They're a pretty well-rounded team on both sides of the ball. That offensive line is pretty stacked, uh, even with uh, the retirement of Anthony Costanzo. Uh, I still think that they're going to go offense in this draft. So I have them selecting Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver out of Minnesota. Now, let me tell you something. Rashad Bateman is, I think, going to be the Justin Jefferson of this year. He's not one of those top names. He's not a Chase, a Smith. Uh, he's not a Waddle or a Pitts or anything. I think Rashad Bateman is going to be really, really good in the NFL. He's, he reminds me a lot reminds me a lot of Devonte Adams. Dude's big, strong, creates separation. A really high IQ guy too. Uh, so I think putting him uh, in Indianapolis. You got him. Pittman T. Y. Hilton is on the back end of his career. I don't know how much how many more years they're gonna get out of them. Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. They get a quarterback. That's a contender right there.
0: Okay, uh, I don't disagree either. Rashad Bateman, I think, is going to be a hell of a player. And adding more wide receivers does not hurt, uh, does not hurt, especially with T.Y. Hilton getting older. Um, all right, Tennessee at twenty-two. This should be a no-brainer. Uh, look, they have to get after the quarterback. They their pass rush is absolutely terrible. So I'm going to ta- tell They're going to swing for the fences here. They're going to take Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Now again. He was opposite Gregory Rousseau, Jalen Phillips, a five-star recruit. I think we could have been having a much bit different conversation within him, uh, with him if he had played. So again, uh, you're talking about a guy who to uh, a team that had two ridiculously physically gifted pass rushers. Uh, everything I keep hearing about him and everything I keep see- seeing with him is that he's just a physical freak. Like he just bu- bullies people around. So adding a pass rusher like Jalen Phillips, I think is a must for Tennessee's defense.
2: Yeah. I had them taking Joseph aside the edge out of Texas. So I think that's, uh, it's fine. Interchangeable. I think it's a good thing that we both agree on. Uh, yeah. Edge rusher. They need to create pressure. Uh, Tennessee, Mike Vrabel, uh, a defensive background guy, again, has done a great job with Tennessee over the years. Uh, I think getting more pressure, they lost Jarrell Casey, who was a big disruptor in the middle. Uh, so yeah, I think an edge rusher is a, is a great pick for them. Uh, They're at, 22. Okay, so now I have the Jets other second round pick at 23. Now, I didn't originally have them drafting a wide receiver like you did, but since I had them taking uh Kadarius Tony at 23, but I don't see them taking they're not going to take two wide receivers in the first round, so my plan B for them was Clemson running back Travis Etienne. Now, ooh. Taking okay. taking what the Jets had on offense this year. You bring in Jamar Chase and you bring Travis. in Travis Etienne yeah. with Becton protecting Darnold, you're gonna get the most out of Sam Darnold that year. Yeah. You, better, you better believe that that offense is going to take a huge leap. So Travis Etienne to the New York Jets at twenty three.
0: Another, another year of development for Denzel Mims and I think that would be real nice to be Love real. It. Crowder Love in the slot. That's a that's a nice looking offense. All right, the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 24. I was actually thinking about taking ETN at 24 for the Steelers because the Steelers could not run the football even kind of. So I'll take the other guy. I'm going to take Najee Harris. Now, again, like I said, they couldn't run the football. James Conner's a free agent. They might not bring him back. So start over at running back. Get a rookie in there, powerful runner. He's got some elusiveness to him. I like it. You got to find a way to run the football. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, you got um, Jacksonville at 25. They took oh, okay. Tra- they took Trevor Lawrence at one with obviously now you got now you got him again at 25. What do you got?
2: All right. So uh at 25, I have them selecting Jalen Mayfield, offensive tackle out of Michigan. Mm. Uh a lot of good tackle prospects in this class. Uh most of them are going to be gone by this selection. Uh, you know, pending any crazy trades or uh surprise selections. But I think most of the top tackle prospects are going to be gone. Uh, I like play. So, uh, they're going to have to draft offensive line. You know, it's the MO. If you have two first round picks, if you're, if you're selecting a, your franchise quarterback for the future, especially one as special as Lawrence, you're going to have to get him some protection. Uh, you know, they have, uh, Norwell, uh, Robinson on the offensive line. It's not bad. They don't have a terrible offensive line. So I think adding, uh, a nice young tackle to to develop like Mayfield can give, uh, Lawrence a nice pocket of protection. So I have Jalen Mayfield offensive tackle from Michigan going to Jacksonville at 25.
0: All right, the Cleveland Browns at twenty six. I think they'd be jumping for joy if this were to happen. I'm going to take Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa here. Me too. Uh, it, look, it, it, you got Mac Wilson, who's solid. You need another guy that can solidify the middle of that defense. I think that's one of their biggest uh, one of their biggest needs. They needed a captain on defense, somebody in the middle that can control the whole game. I again, I wouldn't hate a wide receiver here, also because again, I think they're better without Odell and if they can find a way to have Jarvis Landry and another guy who doesn't require the ball, I think adding more talent uh, could help, but I'm going to take Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa out of Notre Dame, the linebacker for Cleveland.
2: Yeah, their linebackers were real bad, real bad last year. And uh, I, that's, that's, I think this is, this is the first pick. What did it take us all the way to 26 to actually have the same pick? All right. So yeah, I had, like I had <laughs> Owusu-Koromoa at 26. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens. Uh, again, again, a, lot of, a team that can go in a lot of different directions here. I have them selecting Terrace Marshall Jr., the wide receiver out of LSU. They need weapons. It's, yes. it's simple. You cannot have uh, a dynamic, talented quarterback like Lamar Jackson and not give him anything to work with. His they number eight
0: is ones too. He's 6'3".
2: Exactly. So I think you pair him along with Hollywood Brown, who's a smaller, more uh, speedy, kind of quick slot guy. Uh, Still got Mark Andrews at the tight end position. Uh, Dobbins in the backfield. You know, uh, still have have a good offensive line. They'll have Ronnie Stanley coming back next year. So I think adding another weapon on the outside will create a lot of opportunities for Lamar Jackson and this Ravens offense. So Terrace Marshall at, uh, what was that? 27 to the Baltimore Ravens.
0: All right, we got five picks to go. The New Orleans Saints at 28. Um, Here's the thing. I don't think it would hurt If they were to take a weapon also, I'm going to take Kadarius Toney out of Florida. Now, Packer fans are going to be pissed because outside of Devontae Adams, they don't have amazing pass catchers. But um, Michael Thomas and Kadarius Toney, I think, could grow into a really good tandem.
2: Yeah, Kadarius Toney is going to
0: be the quarterback next year for them is going to be pretty darn happy.
2: Yeah, Kadarius Toney is really, really exciting to watch. He's going to be a prospect, I think, that has a ton of upside as well. He's going to be really fun no matter where he's, he goes. And he's a
0: little speedy guy. He's 5'11". Yeah.
2: Dude, he's electric. The guy is a lightning bolt. Right. All right, Green Bay right. Packers at 29. Kadarius Tony was my pick, so I'm going to have the course <laughs> correct again. Uh, my plan B for them, I had them taking Zaven Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa. I okay. uh, took Rashawn Gary, a linebacker in the first round, uh, two years ago or last year. Uh, I think pairing him in the middle, losing Blake Martinez, uh, I think was very evident for them. They had a lot of holes in the middle. So I think Zaven Collins filling that in the middle would be pretty beneficial to them. Uh, this is, I don't think a make or break selection. I think the Packers are really nice where they go. I think they make a move on offense, maybe get a guy like Will Fuller. Uh, we'll see if they make any free agent signings for the wide receiver position. But, yeah, I think Zaven Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa here, would be the move for me.
0: All right, we got to move it here. All right, Bill's at 30. I'm taking Joseph Osai to Texas, the edge rusher. They could use some more pressure. Who do you got at 31 for KC? Uh,
2: 31 at KC. I got Liam Meikenberg out of Notre Dame. We saw what happened when Patrick Holmes doesn't get uh, proper protection. Schwartz and, Schwartz and Fisher, 31 and 30. They got to uh, get some youth on that offensive line. All right, last pick, Tampa
0: Bay at 32. Let's go with Christian Barmore out of Alabama. Uh, Interior defensive lineman. Sue's getting older. They could use some youth there. All right, that does it for us. We'll post the draft a little bit later. Rewatch it. Landry Football, Guido's Gridiron Blitz. We'll see you.